professional speculator. That is a term that we have used before here in the fast lane because along with the <laughs> face for radio jokes, my brother is also throwing the professional speculator thing about my job. And I guess by default, Trey, unfortunately, he may be inadvertently uh, hitting you with the strays, so to speak, with the insults, if you will. But it's directed at me, not at you. And the gist of that is, is that we do speculate and read into certain situations. Now, I don't pretend to have any inside or knowledge directly as to what the ultimate decision will be for the Liberty Flames as far as their starting quarterback goes. Because while we've spent plenty of this summer discussing conference realignment and the inevitable fallout of what happens with the ACC and other situations, there's also this part, football that's actually being prepared for now to be played in the next two and a half weeks, or in some cases, week and a half, if you're talking about the dreaded, for some, but beloved, for many of us, week zero games next week. And by the way, we will have week zero action here on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. Check out CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg on Facebook, where we are updating you with games as those games get closer. But... The other part to this is we are professional speculators. So we read into certain situations. And this is a chance for us to go into what he said and what he meant in terms of what Liberty has been saying. Obviously, in lieu of the very severe and unfortunate tragic passing of offensive lineman Taj Bullock, there have been a couple of situations where, whether it was Jamie Chabwell this past Friday or today, offensive coordinator Willie Korn, uh, among others, meeting with the media where we're starting to get some insight into where things are going with Liberty. So, without further ado, let's be professional speculators for a moment here in the fast lane. Nothing beats an insightful press conference. I think I realized we got a long way to go. You know, uh, we definitely did some good things, and we did some things that we, we want to take back. We left some yards and some points out there on the field, but for the first time coming out uh, and to get a dub is really a blessing, and we were just happy to have that. That's why you need so-called experts to decipher what's really being said. It's nothing about the past, nothing about the future. Right now we're preparing for Cincinnati. It's time for what he said and what he meant. True insight into all the cliches and coach speak. So of course it's totally understandable that where the Liberty Flames are right now, they are doing the best you could reasonably expect of trying to piecemeal things together. And by that, it's organizing practices Getting on the same page with the family of the now late offensive lineman Taj Boyd, whose service has been listed, and this is just thrown out there, but this coming Saturday, which is supposed to be Liberty's Fan Fest, and obviously those two parties trying to get on the same page for that, that, you know, this isn't to say this is insurmountable instability at Liberty. Let's not blow this out of proportion further than it needs to be. But there is a football element to what's going on for Liberty and preparing for the season coming up. Not to mention the transition from one offensive system, Hugh Freeze was an offensive guy, to another offensive system, a different one, with offensive coordinator Willie Korn and most notably head coach Jamie Chadwell. Because that's a different philosophy and approach. And oh, by the way, the defense has had a lot of moving parts with players heading to the transfer portal throughout the offseason. So... Look back to Friday's press conference, or in this case here in the fast lane, let's listen back and hear what Jamie Chadwell had to say about particularly the role of Xavier Galton, the offensive lineman, keeping things together for Liberty's offensive line in lieu of that unit particularly being hit hard by the offensive lineman Taj Boyd, who passed away tragically about 10 days ago, a little over 10 days ago, and 
the fact that this ties into just trying to get a read on what's going on for Liberty, if you're a fan that, yes, is sympathetic, but also curious about what what is next. Xavier X has uh, done a really nice job of the emotions he's feeling and taking the pulse of the room and what they need and being that leader from that standpoint. And uh, I've listened a lot to him the last few days as far as how they're doing. And, and he lets me know and um, try to gauge how we're doing things based off of how that room's feeling a little bit and what they're processing. So he's been, he's been tremendous. Um, and everything that you know about him and people have wrote about him is true. And um, he's really stepping up during this time. That's multiple coaching staffs, mind you, because you know, oftentimes you have coaching staffs who have their guys. And it does vary when a coaching staff comes in to replace another. That's just a natural transition. But for Xavier Galden, or X as he's most affectionately known in the Liberty community, you know, he's a guy that has the temperature of the offensive line room, is providing a level of leadership and stability. But where you can also mention that is whether it's that or and you'll hear the press conference and we may even play some sound bites over the course of this week from offensive coordinator Willie Korn and the fact that for Liberty they do have answers at quarterback that they're also trying to resolve an answer. It is the elephant in the room for Liberty fans of who ends up getting that job because right now it's been you know, a four-way battle between Jonathan Bennett who's been the pseudo-incumbent. Caden Salter, that is all the athletic talent in the world, but hasn't quite put it together. But coaches have been praiseworthy that he's taking steps forward. And then, of course, Trey Lowe, the incoming transfer, and the freshman Nate Hampton, who really didn't see the field much uh, at all last year. Uh, you know, all four of them have been in a battle for that. But that's another part. And the Xavier Golden comment can provide some insight because his stability not only comes on top of the tragedy of. Taj Boyd, the offensive lineman who tragically passed away 10, 11 days ago. But also the fact that there's a football element to that room too with offensive lineman, the guard, Brandon Schlittler being out for the year now with a leg injury, the knee injury. And because of that, you already have uncertainty on the offensive line. That was deemed to be one of the few strengths or certainties entering training camp for Liberty. To mention the fact that they want an answer at quarterback. They're transitioning what they ask out of wide receiver slash tight end. Uh, more blocking, actually, for both of those. And then running back in, in the two back sets that they'll have. Oh, by the way, the defense in a lot of flux. Well, if you're talking about stability, this is where we get to be professional speculators for a second here in the fast lane. But if you're talking about stability for the Liberty quarterbacks, Trey Lowe is an incoming transfer. A lot of talent, sure, but he's been in a couple of programs with the West Virginia and then the Southern Miss ties now coming to Liberty. Nate Hampton, freshman, didn't play a lot last year, which kind of leads you down to two. Caden Salter, who's had a lot of athleticism, but the challenge with him has been the stability. You could argue the, the leadership, the intangible quality. I'm not in the room, so I can't fully comment on that, but I mean, you do know that he, he was dismissed from his time at Tennessee for you know some poor decision making there. And again, I can't speak to what he's done at Liberty in, in his second chance, but that is there in the past. What that means, again, I don't know all that, but it suffices to say just over the course of the career, the athleticism is clearly there with Caden Salter. Everybody has been waiting for him to blossom. And if he's gotten to that point where he's earned the coach's trust and he ends up being the guy for Liberty entering their season opener against New Mexico, excuse me, not New Mexico State, that's the second game, against Bowling Green at noon on the 2nd of September, great, good, that, that's great. That means he has improved himself to the point where he can actually 
capitalize on that athleticism. Not dissimilar to the theory in Blacksburg that Kyron Drones, who's had all the athleticism, but hasn't quite gotten to the Grant Wells level. And truthfully, I think Salter's got a better chance of being Liberty starter than Drones has of being Virginia Tech's. But you're talking about the most athletically gifted guys being able to win the job. Then there's the fact that for Liberty, you prioritize stability and leadership. You prioritize decision-making and the ability to handle all the distractions that are going on right now on top of a coaching staff change. And that's where, just for me, my initial guess, this is, again, professional speculating here in the fast lane, but my initial guess would have to be that it's Jonathan Bennett as the guy that ultimately ends up winning this job. Again, that's just a guess. Nobody has said, yes, Ed, that's correct, or no, that's not, although you're welcome to share your opinion, and we always appreciate it. Fast lane, Ed lane, wherever you listen to podcasts, but just from a raw, where is the team right now? The emotional status of them, and that is important to bring in. You know, some people poo-poo that, but it's important to bring in. Then, on top of that, the Liberty situation and where that is. You've got an additional part to this, which is just the coaching staff changing what you're asking out of the offense. Stability, riding the ship, the and fans don't often like this because it, it compromises the athletic upside that you want to see in the explosiveness. And let's be honest, Liberty fans got a lot of that with Malik Willis at quarterback. Boy, by the way, he looked a lot better in that second preseason game or in that his second year, his first preseason game with Tennessee. But Liberty's used to that at quarterback. Explosiveness, playmaking. So it's natural to want a Caden Salter. And if he wins the job, great. He's earned it at this point with the competition that's come in. But if I had to just totally throw a guess out there, it would be Jonathan Bennett because he provides that level of stability. And if he lacks the ultimate punch, proverbially speaking, to get this team over the top and actually win ball games, finish drives, make it make the most of the other offensive players and personnel, I wouldn't shock me to see them go to the bench at that particular point if you're Liberty. I, I think secretly, maybe as a coaching staff and as fans, you would want Caden Salter to win because he's got the most upside and you want him to see it come to fruition. But again, just if I had to guess, and it's far from being officially decided, Jonathan Bennett would be the guy that I would just sit there and say, okay, this makes the most sense with where this team is right now. What makes the most sense for you, of course, is to make sure you save as much money as possible. And that includes a night out with family and friends. 221 Tap and Table in Forest. Gray's on 5th Street in Lynchburg. Both great dining options. It may just depend on where you are and where you want to go. Well, guess what? InsaneRadioDeals.com has gift certificates for both of those locations. Plus, so many other cool experiences like those Lynchburg Hillcats general admission and reserved seats with a $10 food voucher each for less than $10, which means you're basically getting free food when you go to the Lynchburg Hillcats games. And you can select the game based on availability, of course, by shopping as soon as possible at InsaneRadioDeals.com. We've had other feedback that's come in on a number of different points from ours. One of them has been on this situation at Liberty University and the football team and the outlook for this year. And this comes from Oliver. Yes, our guy, Oliver Hodgkinson of collegefootballnetwork.com. And we look forward to chatting with him in another week or so, um, or within the next couple of weeks as the season gets closer, uh, to get more of his insight. Because he's actually really studied a lot of the lesser heralded programs in addition to the big ones that everyone knows about. But 
He has Liberty. He, he mentioned this comment. I've got Liberty picked high in Conference USA, even with Day Day Hunter being the best running back in the conference before his departure, based on other factors like tape study production, etc., and how that can translate over to the Jamie Chabwell offense. There's more to Oliver's comments, but to, to start off with what Oliver Hodgkinson has to say, and we appreciate him weighing in, and you can do the same at Fast Lane Ed Lane. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Trey Law VT on the social media platforms to get with him. But to that point in, included, that's why I've never been down on the idea of Liberty long-term succeeding and being fine with Jamie Chadwell in the offense. That, that's not the concern for me. It's getting this thing off the ground. It's being able to have that spark, pun intended, of course, for the Liberty Flames, but have that spark in the initial going to start getting things going in the right direction. That's where my bigger concern is. Oliver studies the tape more than we do even. Um, I, you know, I see it live and in person, but I'm not going back watching it three, four times the way he is. But uh, the piece is translating well. I, I do see that in part because 50% roster turnover, the defense is concerning, but the offense I completely get. Now, Oliver adds, to win Conference USA, it's popular nationally, but that quarterback situation is quite something. Plus, no Darrell Johnson, no Trayshawn Clark on the defensive line is huge, and they lost six of their top eight players on defense. The best defensive end and wide receiver, Darrell Johnson and Demario Douglas, are off to the NFL. And you're right, quarterback plus wide receiver are question marks for this team. You know, again, that's where it is with Liberty right now. The eight win total that I've seen out there. Actually, there might be value to the overall on that because the schedule is so soft and I trust in the coaching staff that Liberty can at least get to eight wins and you would get a push if you're in a spot where you can throw something down on that. And we appreciate all of our listeners who can do that. Fast Lane Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts and Fast Lane Ed Lane to weigh in at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or just listen live on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app. But I 100% agree with what Oliver has to say. I mean, there are a lot of question marks for Liberty right now. And yes, within the next couple of days, we'll start to look at the Liberty Flames and the other Virginia area teams in our votes of confidence because uh, that's about the time of year where we are actually making those projections. Who knows? Maybe even a bonus episode of our votes of confidence Friday or extending it out since there's not a lot for me to say with NASCAR this weekend. Trey already knows where this is going to go, of course, because my guy is running the Xfinity and Cup Series race. Yeah, you're picking tight games. That, that's not what I wanted to hear, Trey. I mean, yes, that's correct, but you got to give me the patented Trey Lyle version of that. Hey, Ty Gibbs, lock it up. Is that better? No, you got to use the full phrase. Ty Gibbs to sweep the weekend. Yes, there you go. I love the mockery of that. It's kind of funny, actually, if you think about it. But anyway, we'll get to that Friday. But we will also look at the other Virginia area schools in our votes of confidence. And then maybe after that, we'll have some best bets in the NFL over the next week or so. But we don't want to delay too much longer. But I think Oliver hits the nail on the head with Liberty right now. There are a lot of question marks right now. There's still enough talent, but it's not a cakewalk in their conference. Western Kentucky, I I clearly see them justifiably being the favorite in this particular conference. Um, There is some other feedback, by the way, that's come in, and we appreciate all of the thoughts that have come in from everybody that has weighed in with their projections. Um, One of them, and this speaks to football, and we'll get with Ahmad Hawkins today, around 5.45 after NASCAR on Fox pit reporter Josh Sims joins us at 5.30 today in the fast lane. But uh, where Virginia football is right now, Uh, They're in a prove-it spot to me. I don't believe that's a bad thing for this team. 
But I have my doubts just because of what they lost talent-wise last year and the perception being you've lost that talent. Now you have a lot of unproven pieces and an offense that, hey, the coach wants to implement his own offensive scheme and bring in his guys to do it. Now they're there, but they underperform with what was deemed to be superior talent last year. So I think it's a reasonable concern. Sam chimed in, by the way, and we appreciate him checking out our interview with Tony Elliott from a couple of weeks ago with the ACC football kickoff. It feels like an eternity ago. But Sam chimed in. I feel like the coach really had nothing to say of substance with what their team is going to be this year. Looks like more Liberty games this year over Virginia. And, by the way, the QB, Tony Musket, did a good interview and sounded very humble. He is just used to winning and did speak on that, which Virginia fans know is hard to come by. Uh, by the way, appreciate Sam also weighing in. And again, you can continue to do so. Fastly, Ned Lane, where you listen to podcasts. But I mean, look, it's why I predict Virginia to finish at the bottom of the ACC in my preseason projections. And yes, they're only worth so much. And yes, this is a spot where, show me, prove to me, Tony Elliott and your offensive staff that you can make the most out of the talent. Because I don't have as much doubts, Trey, about John Rodzinski and the defense. He turned that unit around with similar personnel from the prior year last year. And I get it. They lose Finn Charles Cypus, the cornerback, to Florida State. And Nick Jackson, the linebacker, who was a great leader for them, to Iowa. Where, once again, he'll be on a great defense that may be asked to carry the day for an inept offense. Uh, Actually, a bigger punchline than Virginia's offense would be the Iowa offense. But, I mean, the reality right now for Virginia is, prove it, let's see it before you actually believe that it's actually going to happen. And that's kind of the truth with the Virginia Cavaliers. Um, A little bit of extra feedback that we'll get to tomorrow in the fast lane. One is on uh, the Noah Gregson versus NASCAR situation, which has largely sorted itself out. And then also on the best athletes, the most dominant athletes right now, because Trey addressed that when I was gone, but it was directed to me. And again, we appreciate uh, Shannon weighing in with his thoughts on that, but I haven't really had a chance to expand upon that. And uh, of course, have a number of different thoughts, including... (laughs) You'll laugh and think this might be a little bit of a cop-out, but we'll explain that tomorrow in the Fast Lane. When we return, though, Fast 5 at 5-ish, including what we get after that. Josh Sims, NASCAR on Fox Pit Reporter. All of that's still to come. This is the Fast Lane on the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg app and the Virginia Talk Radio Network.